0: means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. This week on the show, our pop culture news, we talk about the American drama series, My So-Called Life, and fortune cookies. It is March 2022, and you're listening to Lunchbox Reaction. Welcome back, everyone. My name is Brian, and I am joined this week by
1: Linnea. Hello. How are you today? I'm good.
0: That's good. Evan is gone this week. Actually, he's not gone. He's just sitting upstairs. <laughs> and... <laughs> well, he is, right?
1: We didn't invite him.
0: No, well, it's not that we didn't invite him. We watched a show this week that, that he didn't watch. Just like uh, just like he and I have watched Lego Masters, and then last week we did Hawkeye, which you didn't watch, right? Or you haven't seen the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. So this week we're going to talk about a show that, that you and I have watched and Evan hasn't seen, My So-Called Life. But before we get to that, let's talk about our pop culture news for the week. Would you like to go first, or do you want me to go first?
1: Uh, I'll go first. All right. My news is that, that Pixar movie, Turning Red, I think that's out now.
0: I thought it comes out on March 11th.
1: Oh yeah, so it's about to come out. It's
0: about to come out, yeah. (laughs) looking forward to that. How about you?
1: It looks, uh, I don't know, it didn't look like the best movie ever. It looked interesting though.
0: The good thing about Pixar is they don't reveal a lot in their trailers, unlike some movies where you feel like you've seen the whole movie (laughs) just by watching the trailer. So yeah, I think we've gotten maybe a taste of it, but I'm sure there's more story there than than we're getting. My news this week is that There's an author named Brandon Sanderson who launched a Kickstarter to crowdfund a series of four books. I think he just wanted to see sort of what the response would be. And he got something like $22 million almost overnight.
1: Whoa.
0: Yeah, (laughs) which is crazy. So there's a bunch of different ways you can look at this. I mean, it's good for him. He gets to publish some books without having to go through a big publishing company. Although some people are a little bit angry because he's already a very successful author and he has a huge fan base, so he's getting all this money. Whereas there's lots of other authors out there who are just struggling. They have maybe a book here and there. They're not well known, and you know, I, they almost feel left out in a way or overlooked. But it's hard to say, you know. He's people know what they're getting with him, so they're giving him money. It is, I guess it's just like anything on Kickstarter. So there's there's pluses, minuses, it's um, I don't know, I just thought I'd, I'd bring it up because it, it mm-hmm. looked kind of interesting. interesting. Alright, well those are our little pop culture news tidbits for the week. Now let's talk about My So-Called Life.
1: My So-Called Life is a 19-episode television drama series that aired from August 1994 to January 1995. The show focused on the life of high schooler Angela Chase, her family, and her circle of friends as they navigated the highs and lows of their lives in the suburb of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. The show starred Claire Danes as 15-year-old Angela, Tom Irwin, and Bess Armstrong as her parents, Plus, a wonderful cast of Angela's friends, most notably Jared Leto as the rebellious Jordan Catalano and Wilson Cruz as Ricky Vasquez.
0: The show is considered by many critics to be one of the best television series of all time and won several awards, including a Golden Globe Award for Best Actress for Claire Danes and a Glad Media Award for Outstanding Drama Series. Okay, so I'm just going to say right off the bat, this is one of my favorite television shows ever, which is why I wanted to share it with you, Linnea. We first watched this, how how long ago did we first watch this? Do you remember?
1: I don't know. I could probably figure it out because I took videos of it on my phone.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So probably, I want to say at least six months ago, we watched this. It was
1: like during, like during pandemic. It was during, well. It was like after the pandemic had started and been going on for a while, but like before things were starting to go back to normal.
0: And then just recently, we watched about five episodes in the last few days, mm-hmm. just to reacquaint ourselves with it because we thought we'd talk about it. So the series is twenty eight years old now; came out in nineteen ninety four. How do you think the series holds up?
1: I I think it's still good. There's some things that are like kind of out of date, but it's still a good show.
0: Does it feel to you like an actual high school?
1: Yeah, it felt like an it felt more like an actual high school than like most teen-type movies seemed to me.
0: (laughs) One of the reasons I wanted to watch it with you was just that you're the age that Angela is in the Mm -hmm. show, so I thought you might enjoy it and hopefully like it as much as I did. When this show came out, I had just graduated from college, so I was post-high school by five years or so, but I still really enjoyed this show because I had and still have fond memories of high school. So I, I felt this show really got that feeling of high school. And you agree? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are the kids in here relatable? Do they feel like real kids?
1: They did to me. A lot of them reminded me of my friends, except I don't really know anybody who's like Jordan Catalano. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. So a lot of the show takes place in the hallway of the schools where mm-hmm. you're walking down the halls except or in class.
1: And like, all sorts of teen movies, there's always like way too much passing time. There's always just kids walking through the halls and talking for, like, ten minutes. And there's only ever, like, five to seven minutes of passing time between classes.
0: Ah, okay. <laughs> I think characters like Ann and Ricky skipped a lot of school and were probably late to a lot of classes, maybe though. Maybe that's it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so maybe that's where it, where it comes from. So being a, a drama series, what did you think of the story, the ins and outs, the things they had to deal with? Did it feel manufactured did it feel like it all flowed what are your thoughts on that
1: it felt like it flowed kind of well to me <laughs> yeah i thought the story was cool it was like each episode was kind of focused on like a different thing but like all the characters were still going through growth over the whole show
0: there's a lot of multiple layers going on at once and they continue throughout the show so we have We have Angela, and she's dealing with a crush on Jordan Catalano. And then we have her and her whole circle of friends and gaining friends, losing friends, being at odds with friends. Uh, And then this is all going on at the same time that her parents are having trouble at their business and and the father decides he wants to do something different. And then she's got a younger sister who wants to get in Angela's stuff and wants to know what she's doing. She kind of idolizes her sister, right? Mm -hmm. So there's all these things going on. And I think the show does a good job of weaving them all together.
1: I think so too.
0: Okay. (laughs) In the years before this show came out, there were things called after school specials. Have you ever heard of that before? No. no. So when I was in elementary school, so we're talking the early eighties, there were these shows called after school specials. So you'd get home and there'd be a just a one off show about, oh, this person is having to deal with bullying and then oh, no. and then the following week oh, this person is dealing with drugs and oh. and they kinda got a bad rap probably because I mean I haven't seen any in years and they probably maybe deserved it I don't know cuz I don't remember them that much so I think this show it feels like it tackles some of those issues but it's much more delicate about it it weaves the stories together it it doesn't hit you over the head with it but it but it really makes you stop and think about some of these things so we have you know we have Rayanne dealing with with drugs and having an overdose and we have homeless kids and we have kids who can't read and Angela has to navigate all these things. And it's a lot of her and her parents. Do I tell my parents? Do I not tell my parents? Do I rebel? Do I not rebel? And I like that dynamic of, I I think it's just so real, just navigating being a teen.
1: Mm -hmm. Uh, I thought it was interesting how at the beginning of this show, Angela like dyes her hair red just cuz like she wants to try something different she's like the whole show is kind of just about her like having to figure out you know like who she is and like am i like this kind of person or this kind of person
0: i love the writing on the show it has great writing and i think her internal monologue or the narration that you get really hones in on what it feels like mm-hmm. to be a teen do you see that
1: why don't you just cheer yourself on
0: Oh, yeah, was that one of her lines? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, when she sees the cheerleaders walking down the hall. So the series has 19 episodes, and I'd say 80% of them are probably pretty grounded in reality, you might say. Yeah. And then there's.
1: And there's just like two of them where it's very magical realism.
0: There's an episode at Christmas time, and there's also an episode at Halloween. And I feel, once again, that that's kind of an obligatory holdover from 80s and 90s show where you always had a like a holiday episode. Yeah. <laughs> but but I think it works in this case. I mean it, it is magical realism cuz things happen that you wonder it, when the rest of the show is so grounded it it does kind of stick out in a way. But it it didn't bother me. How about you?
1: It didn't really bother me.
0: Yeah. You just get to see a different side of some of the characters. Yeah. Uh, So that's two of the episodes. And then we had two other episodes that were narrated by different people. Mm -hmm. One was narrated by her younger sister, Danielle, and one episode was narrated by her neighbor across the street, Brian. Like you. (laughs) Like me. And uh, who often gets called Brain. Yeah. (laughs) He's an overachieving uh, son of two psychiatrists. He seems like he... uh, he has a lot of his own issues too. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: Everyone in this show has their own issues.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, and I think is is that true to life. Yeah. Everyone has their own internal struggles and is dealing with something and and when you get the internal monologue, you see that.
1: Sometimes I find internal monologue to be kind of boring, <laughs> but in this show I thought the internal monologue really fit and like it helped get into the characters heads and it was just kind of funny.
0: Yeah, I think Angela is a very astute young lady. And what I like about the show is that it's not afraid to make remarks that you think are weird or just really out there, just the way someone's mind thinks. I mean, you're not always thinking perfect thoughts. You think strange things. And Mm -hmm. like I'm thinking of there's a scene where they're in a classroom and they're talking about Anne Frank.
1: Yeah,
0: And the teacher asks, how would you describe Anne Frank? And, you know, no one, of course, it's high school. No one wants to raise their hand. I don't know. It's like that with you. No one raises their <laughs> hand. Yeah. <her. laughs> but then finally the teacher calls on Angela, and, and Angela says, well, she's lucky. And the teacher just goes off on her, like, why? Are you, yeah, she's not lucky, blah, 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 blah. And sure, you can think, yeah, that, you know, she's not lucky. But but when you see it from Angela's point of view, her answer, which I won't give away, but mm-hmm. but, I mean, you can see, yeah, that that's how maybe her mind works, and that's how, and to me it feels totally real that, that, yeah, that she would see that because that's what she's going through in her life right now. Yeah. So I think the writing for this show is just phenomenal. Do you think this is an accurate depiction of, of just a lot of things, like friendships, high school, crushes, teachers, parents?
1: It feels like it to me. I couldn't really relate to Angela as much as the thing with the parents because I feel like I'm really close with you and Mom. But uh, with the friendship stuff, I could relate more to because like my whole friend group changes so much all the time. Like, the, like at the beginning of the school year, two people are friends, and then they just they break up, and then they become friends with other people, and then those that friend group breaks up, and they're friends again. <laughs> it's kind of confusing.
0: Sure. So yeah. So it, it, and it's just like real life, and I think that's why they show struck a chord with so many people because it it feels so real. So how about the teachers? We had oh uh, once again we had we have uh we have the obligatory awesome teacher episode. Yeah. Which which <laughs> I think what I mean it was good. It was a good episode, but I feel like that's one of those tropes that maybe 80s and early 90s shows had and so it it felt like they had to do it here. <laughs> but it worked because in the end we find out that the teacher was very flawed mm-hmm. in in his own way. And again, just like just like people are, like and everyone, a lot of times yeah. students probably don't know that about their teachers or see their teachers outside of school. So I think when Angela got to see that, you know, she saw it's kind of a revelation.
1: If, uh, if that guy was my teacher, I'd be scared of him. <laughs> oh, like yeah. He, he's just mean sometimes, and I'd, I'd probably take it personally.
0: Kind of like Brian, the way Brian's reaction yeah. to him was.
1: Except, like, I wouldn't be like rebellious towards him like Brian is I would just be like crying. Like I don't want I don't want to be here. You're mean. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: another thing I was interested about the show is that watching it as a kid versus watching it as an adult. So when I first wa- watched the show, like I said, I was just out of college and still yeah, I could still really relate to the high schoolers. And and I in a way I still do because I like I said, I enjoyed that time. But but now that I'm a parent and have kids of my own, it I can really tell that this was written from the adult side, too, because I can see the relationships of adults and dealing with those kind of issues and having kids. And so I was wondering, what do you think of the adult side of the story? Was it boring, interesting? Did you just want to get back to Angela?
1: I found it slightly less interesting than Angela's part to me, but I, I still enjoyed it.
0: I think that the actors were all really good. Mm-hmm. Tino. Got to talk about Tino. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to tell tell about Tino?
1: Tino is the guy who all the kids are, like, they're always bringing him up every episode. Like, oh, well, Tino said he'd be going to this party, and, oh, Tino, he's not very dependable. Don't ask him for that. But we never actually, we never once actually see Tino.
0: Yeah. It almost feels like a running joke. <laughs> hey, what's Tino doing? Oh, Tino can drive us. Tino can do this. And we never... <laughs> We never meet Tino, but but Tino's there. He's the ever-present person who's never makes an He's appearance. Just
1: always getting into all sorts of trouble. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: So we should probably talk about Ricky.
1: Yeah, Ricky is probably my favorite character. Oh really? I like him. He reminds me of this one friend that I have.
0: Okay. How so?
1: Yeah. Uh, like they're both they're both really sweet and thoughtful, and they don't don't really fit into like the stereotype for what like a boy should be like.
0: Yeah, I think Ricky Ricky almost feels like the moral compass of the show. I mean, even though he has his own personal issues, he he's always giving advice to everyone else and it mm-hmm. always feels like it's really good advice. Do you agree with that? Yeah. So Ricky's character is is gay. What's cool about the show is that he was he is credited as being the first gay actor to portray a gay character on a major <clears throat> drama series wilson cruz who played him is he's gone on to other things i mean he's still he's still acting he's in a he's in the current star trek show star trek discovery so he's he's still acting and i was reading a review about him recently that that he hadn't watched the show in years and and he went back and watched it and he just found himself bawling <laughs> <laughs> over over the storyline because he said you know, this this show actually really helped him to embrace the person that he is. Mm. So I think that that's really cool, and I think and I'm sure that's why it won the the Glad Award. Yeah. How daring for that time to to really embrace that. And what's cool about it is that they don't make it a big deal. No. Like the first time we meet Ricky, and the parents are kind of freaking out, and the kids are like, Yeah, whatever. He's, mm-hmm. Yeah, he's wearing eyeliner, so what? Big deal. And and your mom's like, what? (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, I think Ricky Ricky is a cool character. So this series, it only had one season. It was really hard to get viewers for this show because of the time slot it was on. It was up against shows like Friends. It was a grueling schedule for the kids in the show because they had to both be doing the show acting and they also had to be doing their schoolwork like normal. There's a lot of varying reasons about why the show was or was not cancelled or not picked up or things like that so it was only 19 episodes and it, would you say it was a cliffhanger ending?
1: yeah, Yeah. (laughs) like I wanted to see more Yeah. and it just ended
0: it just ended yeah, so this is one of those shows where it would really be nice to see more, would you really want to see more or do you think it ended maybe where it should have
1: Well, maybe it ended where it should have, but I want to see more. (laughs) You want to see more, yeah.
0: Yeah, when it first ended and it wasn't renewed, I remember I was so, so angry because I really wanted to see what happened. (laughs) And now, 20-plus years on, I almost hesitate to say this, but I feel like I'm glad it ended where it did because I don't think it could have gotten any better. (laughs) Yeah. And I almost feel like anything they would have done would have not met my high expectations. Mm. So in a way, the characters are eternally in that place where they where we left off and and you know angela realizing giveaway spoilers spoilers, spoilers. spoilers. <laughs> andrew angela, angela coming to a major realization about two people in her life <laughs> 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 and what they may or may not mean to her yeah i don't know it's, it's one of those things and i guess i guess someone once wrote a book like a continuation oh and i'm not sure if it's Considered canon I, Just in my research for this I came across it I had never heard of it before And I don't think it got a w- very wide publication And they said you can find it for $80 On oh, like an Amazon that's thing That's expensive well, Yeah I know I'm not going to buy a used copy for $80 So In my head it'll just be the show the way it is Is there anything you wanted to talk about?
1: I also kind of like Jordan Catalano like, He was nice Yeah <laughs> He was really chill
0: do you think that's really the way he was, or was he just trying to project an image?
1: He's definitely trying to project an image, but he's definitely, like, just kind of, like, I don't know. <laughs> I think he what he's trying to be is that guy who's just always, like, going with the flow and, like, being chill and popular, but, like, he doesn't want people to actually know what he's feeling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he was talking about in the episode that we just watched where it's, like, he was trying to be that... He tried to make it look like he didn't need anyone, He and he tried to convince himself that he didn't really need anyone or friends. But then he was like, "But yeah, that's wrong.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think a lot of this show is about perception. Mm-hmm. Our perception of others, our perception of ourselves, how everyone's perception is different. I think it really gets to the heart of the show. And then trying to justify someone else's actions versus our perceptions of, of why they're doing that. Yeah. This really is a good example of that, where we get those interactions and, again, that, that seem so real and and sometimes so raw, um, but but so true to life. Okay. So, what do you think? On a scale of 1 to 10, how would you rate this show?
1: I'd give this show, like, a 9 out of 10.
0: I'd probably give it a 9.5 out of 10. Like I mentioned before, it's it's probably one of my one of my all-time favorite TV shows. I can just sit down and and watch mm-hmm. this. It does feel a little dated to me in those things that I was saying about feeling like an after-school special kind of thing, because yeah. I think they were getting rid of that. But the dialogue is witty. It's fun. It's the acting is just superb. Like all the all the kids in the show are are just great. There's not a bad one in the bunch. I think they all do do an outstanding job. So yeah, I would highly recommend the show if you haven't seen it. It's uh, My So-Called Life. It's on Hulu, but it's only on Hulu for a few more days.
1: So yeah, if you want to watch it, you should watch it now. Yeah. And maybe if all of you watch it, so many people will be watching that that Hulu is like actually we should keep it. <laughs>
0: well, it's still available. You can you can find it on like iTunes. You can you can buy the series <laughs> iTunes. <laughs> yeah, and I'm not sure if it's I've I did a search. I was trying to see if they were going to move it to a different streaming platform, because you know, shows are always moving around, but I, I couldn't find anything about that. So if you're listening to this, it it may or may not be on Hulu when you listen to this. Uh, but, uh, yeah, if you ever get a chance to look it up and see it streaming somewhere, I'd, I'd recommend watching it. It's a good show.
1: Me too. <laughs> okay.
0: All right. Should we move on to Fortune Cookies? Sure. All right.
1: Fortune.
0: That sounds exciting. What'd you get?
1: <laughs> it says you're about to change your life forever.
0: Wow. <laughs> my fortune is money talks. You can make it yell.
1: <laughs> that's it.
0: That, that's it.
1: <laughs> I thought there was gonna be like a second half to that. What?
0: Money talks. You can make it yell. That's okay. Okay. All right. <laughs> that's my fortune. Well, there we go. Another episode of Lunchbox Reaction in the can. Thank you to my co-host, Linnea.
1: Goodbye.
0: And my name is Brian. Thanks for joining us on this episode. We hope you enjoyed it. We'll be back next week, as always, with another episode. Probably. <laughs> Probably? Maybe. I, I mean, I hope so.
1: You never know that something could happen.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: You better listen to us while we're still here.
0: There you go. All right. You can find us on the web at lunchboxreaction.net. You can find us on Twitter at Lunchbox Reaction. We're also on Facebook, Lunchbox Reaction. So look us up, drop us a line, go to our website, leave us a comment. We always love to get comments from people. And with that being said, we'll leave you now. Have a good week, and we'll see you next week at the Lunch Table.